the first person to survive Alzheimer's disease is out there. They're going to hold on to everything the disease steals away. And the Alzheimer's Association is going to make it happen by funding research, advancing public policy, and spurring scientific breakthroughs. And by providing local support to those living with the disease and their caregivers, we're easing the burden until we accomplish our goal. But we won't get there without you. Visit ALZ.org to join the fight. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. As usual, my name is Mung. And it's Los. Hey, guys. Uh, hopefully you made it through round one of your playoffs, or if in some leagues you're just starting your playoffs this week. Either way, uh, good luck. Yeah, and uh, in honor of Star Wars week with the movie coming out Friday, uh, we have a little special treat for you. Ooh, can't wait. Move out. Let's go. <laughs> so I was uh, I was very tempted today when I was out Christmas shopping and I was at the Disney store and they had these uh, stormtrooper helmets for only twenty five bucks with a built in voice changer and some pre programmed phrases. That's awesome. So you can be a stormtrooper today. Oh, I am a stormtrooper today. Ooh, well, what's your name? Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched the movie yet. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to see, uh, what all the new characters are like. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm pumped for the movie in general. I'm not even the biggest star Wars fan. It's going to be a super smash blockbuster smash hit. It's going to come close to setting records. I, I, I think, I mean, I see no reason that it shouldn't beat lost world or, uh, Jurassic world and Jurassic world did phenomenally. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. Uh, hey, yeah, you're going to be back in town. Uh, if you want to go see it, you let me know. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that's, uh, that's enough nerding out for uh, about Star Wars. Uh, we'll move yeah. on to nerding out about fantasy football. How's that sound? <laughs> that's right. We uh, multi-opportunity nerds. Uh, absolutely. So, all right, let's, let's talk about week 15. Um, if you made it past the first round, uh, congrats. But it ain't over yet. Uh, a win's not a win until you win. Yeah, that's that's really good, John Madden. Thank you. <laughs> hey, hey, you got to score more points than the other team <laughs> to win in fantasy. Thank All you, right? Trent Dilfer. <laughs> um, so we're going to start with the Thursday night game, and that's going to be Tampa Bay at St. Louis. Um, last week, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll admit it, one of my bad calls was Jameis Winston. I thought he was going to do phenomenally against new orleans at home uh that did not happen uh certainly don't love him at st louis uh watch him surprise me now just despite me he threw up a stinker i mean that's that's what happened um i wouldn't be shocked if this was a very nice bounce back game for him hopefully you don't have to rely on it um but some of you do uh i'm expecting middling i'm, I'm expecting quarterback one production out of him um i wouldn't go that far he's probably a, a mid to high end qb2 for me this week um, yeah, but, I, I just I just really like the rookie bounce back game coming in, especially against uh, you know Case Keenum and the yeah Case Keenum and the Rams. Yeah, I mean I, I'm just thinking that the St. Louis defense, even though they're kind of hurt, they're still better than the Saints defense. So th- there's definitely a little risk involved uh, with Winston. Uh, he's been he's been somewhat inconsistent, even though we've we've seen some flashes of brilliance from him. Yeah, you are not wrong, not whatsoever. Um, starting Doug Martin, no question there. Starting Mike Evans. Uh, Vincent Jackson, I believe, is not supposed to play this week. Yeah, Jackson is likely out for multiple weeks uh, due to that uh, knee sprain. So uh, Evans going to see, uh, what, 20, 30 targets in this game? 
He's going to turn into DeAndre Hopkins light, definitely. Yeah, got to start Dougie, got to start Evans. Um, when, again, Austin's Farron Jenkins to me. He's interesting. Um, he's certainly got a high ceiling. Uh, again, there should be more targets to to spread around from Winston uh, with Jackson out. Uh, but again, we haven't really seen him uh, perform that well since his return. Uh, I don't know if he's still getting back up to speed. Uh, but Jenkins, I would say he's a high ceiling, low floor tight end too in this game. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how this, uh, how this game plays out from a passing game perspective. Um, I like I. I like starting Austin Safarian Jenkins, but uh, Sims just keeps showing his value in the pass game. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he has a big game too. Yeah, Sims definitely flex worthy. Uh, we, we've seen him get multiple catches in many games, and, and certainly uh, he could break a big one here. Um, similarly, on, on the Rams side here, uh, you're starting Todd Gurley. Um, again, as we saw, even though the Detroit defense bottled him up for most of the day last week, uh, you, you can't stop talent like that. You know, uh, so so are you saying start your studs? You, you know what? Um, in this case, yes. All right, start your studs. Uh, and also, just throwing that out there, Tavon Austin, we all know he's very boomer bust, but as a wide receiver for, he certainly got a high ceiling against the Tampa Bay defense that's vulnerable to giving up big plays. Yep. All right, um, so the next game, uh, be be advised that the New York Jets at Dallas, uh, that game is actually Saturday night this coming weekend. Um, so make sure you've got your lineups uh, set if you've got anyone uh, from either of those teams playing. Um, I believe they, they called it, even though there's a Thursday night game, I believe they're billing it as Thursday night football on Saturday night. Yeah, th- thank you, Roger Goodell. Uh, I, me personally, I have other things going on that night, so... Unfortunately, I won't Wait be able to watch second. it. This is Cowboys football. This is America's team that you're going to pass up watching. Look, sa- Saturday is family day. Uh, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, unfortunately, I have other events booked. I'm, I'm an important man. Uh, I have a busy, busy schedule. All right. Fair enough. Um, I'm looking for Ryan Fitzpatrick to completely light up the Cowboys. Uh, they have a great de- uh, pass rush, but Ryan Fitzpatrick has shown shown his uh, elusiveness. I'm, I'm looking for, I'm thinking 40 plus rushing yards out of him. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a sneaky quarterback one this year and he needs to be owned. He needs to, he needs to be owned in every single league. He's, he's yeah. a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. I, I picked him up in, in our league and he did quite well, he had, a, he had a fantastic week. Unfortunately, um, I just could not seem to scale the mountain that is Dan the Man Green, and he knocked me right out, unfortunately. So congratulations, Dan. Uh, enjoy the next round. It was a very, very sweet victory. Well, yeah, it, I'm, I'm it, sure it, will it, be, uh, it will be a fleeting victory because he faces me this week. Yeah, with my bank-up team, yeah. I'm totally going to win that. Uh, I will cry if you beat me this week. <laughs> I don't know, man. It sounds, it sounds like there's only three people in this league. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well, there's a reason that we, we have our podcast, and that's because we do know what we're doing to some extent. To some extent, exactly. Um, don't want don't to uh, not mention Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker. Must starts every week. These guys are just so good, specifically Marshall. Yeah, particularly in the playoffs when, when you want players with high floors, uh, you know, so they don't screw you when it counts the most. Uh, they're so reliable. Um, same with Chris Ivory and Bilal Powell. Ivory is, is a solid running back to play. Um, we, saw the, we saw the kind of day that Eddie Lacy and James Starks had against the Dallas defense last week. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bilal Powell, he's sneakily been very good in PPR. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick likes to to trust him uh, both in the run game and the passing game, and, and I could see him being uh, you know a high end RB three or flex again. My only concern here in this game is if the Jets defense shuts the Cowboys down. I I just don't know if Dacker is going to be able to is going to have the looks is going to have the production. I I always have my faith in Marshall. I start him no matter what. But I think Decker is is one of the main questions here. Well, Dallas actually just released their uh, their slot corner today, um, so I, I don't know if that uh, if that helps Decker because he wasn't playing very well, or if it hurts him. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but certainly, game flow could be an issue. Same same goes for Bilal Powell if they get up early. Um, maybe Chris Ivory gets used a ton. Um, unfortunately, we just have no idea. Uh, supposedly they want to get Des Bryant going. They're not shutting him down for the season, so we'll see. Um, I think there's a few other options at running back that we can look at this week and maybe maybe fade Bilal Powell a little bit just in case the Jets do go up big early and just smash the Cowboys offense. Yeah, but, I mean, I'll be forced to start uh, Powell in one league, and I do think he still has that PPR upside uh, if, if he's involved in the offense early. Sure. I, I can't disagree. He has the upside. Um, so on the Cowboys side, uh, Darren McFadden, a low end RB two or, or a high end flex play here. Uh, he, he should have had a touchdown, uh, against green Bay last week, but he got vultured by Robert Turbin after, uh, getting, getting that big run to actually get near the goal line. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think that would have just about put me over Dan. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. But I, I did want to bring up here that, uh, Darren McFadden is still the goal line back. Uh, he usually plays those snaps, not turban. That was sort of a weird situation where he busted a big play. So they brought in turban as, as a change of pace guy. Um, I'm not too worried about starting McFadden. Um, the, he, the more he's the only guy I'm not worried about is Des Bryant. Uh, we've, we've seen that he is just not producing at all with Matt Castle. And at this point, I understand that, as you say, you have to start your studs, but at, at a certain point, you have to realize that Matt Castle simply doesn't have, uh, you know, the talent as a quarterback to get the ball to Des. They're not, they're not featuring him. Um, they're certainly not peppering him with targets, as we saw uh, with Evans and Winston. Uh, I, I think Des is just a, a high-end wide receiver four against a pretty tough New York Jets defense. I don't see any way anybody's made it to the semifinals of the playoffs by relying on Des Bryant. Um, don't look to make it to the finals relying on Des Bryant. Yeah, the, the last player I just wanted to touch on for the Cowboys, uh, Jason Witten. Uh, he's sneakily the tight end number 10 in PPR on the season. Um, I, I, have no, I have no qualms about starting Witten in this matchup. I think there's better options out there that we'll get through. Uh, see, for me, I actually like Checkdown Castle. Uh, he, he does target Witten a good amount, and I think Witten is still a decent low-end tight end one play this week. Targets are great, but he's got to connect with the guy. Yeah, but if, if there's uh, any sort of throw that Castle can connect on, it's those short checkdowns. So, uh, again, for me, uh, I, I think he's, as you say, in that muddled middle of low tight end ones, but I, I do sure. still like Witten. Sure, definitely. Um, I'm not looking for a 10-plus uh, t- point game or anything like that maybe in a ppr of course maybe 12 points or something like that but so he can get solid production but if you need a if you need a home run i'd look elsewhere yeah i, I agreed i think i think we're looking at you know the usual eight to ten points in ppr for win which might be all you need yep all right next game here is going to be chicago at minnesota um we've seen cutler you know hot and cold this season uh minnesota defense they're good but they haven't been playing that great as of late uh, I like Cutler as a quarterback too, but certainly he has, you know, that high ceiling and low floor. 
Um, the more concerning thing here is Matt Forte and Jeremy Langford played, you know, just about 50% of snaps each uh, last week. I think just simply because of that, you know, they're both low running back twos for me. It really kind of depends who gets that goal line touchdown. Yeah, I, I don't really know that you can go ahead and bench Matt Forte for anybody, um, but it might just give Jeremy Langford a little more flex appeal, uh, flex value. Um, I don't understand what they're doing here. If if Forte, they're just trying to be gentle with coming back, but he he's in his contract year in Chicago, and he's all but done here. I, I don't really see any way that they're going to pony up the money for him. No, and that's why I don't understand why you know they're not using him more because they don't have to worry about preserving him. Uh, certainly. Uh, as much as, again, I'd like to see Forte back. I just don't see that happening. But uh, regardless, um, you know, their workload is, is concerning. They're kind of altering each other's production. Uh, the, the main guy here is Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, you're starting him. He's a clear wide receiver one, even in a, a slightly tougher matchup. We saw him, you know, do just fine against Minnesota earlier this year. Yeah, and I know you don't love him, but I, I, I really like this Zach Miller guy and what he's shown me so far. No, on, on the contrary, um, you know, with, oh. with Bennett out for the season, I do think he's a high upside, you know, tight end two. Um, I don't know that I'd put him in the tight end one category just yet, but certainly Cutler likes him, especially in the red zone. To me, he's one of those home run hitters that I like over Jason Witten. Okay, um, I, I guess, uh, you know, as a general rule of thumb for the playoffs, um, it's important to look at your matchup. Um, if If you're a big underdog, then maybe you want to, you know, sub in those high upside guys who have sure. maybe a lower floor. But if you're looking for consistency, if it's going to be a close matchup and you just don't want someone to get you a goose egg, then, you know, certainly, uh, you know, that's important to consider when you're setting your lineups. Hmm. Fantasy game theory 101. No, that's 102. That's 102. <laughs> well, we, we, we'll, we'll dig a little deeper on that um, as, as we progress, if we, if we have any notes on um, but on the Minnesota side here, Adrian Peterson, obviously a running back one, uh, don't really need to discuss that much. Um, and, you know, we talked about Stefan Diggs uh, last week. And as I said, I didn't love him. Um, you know, he's he's had some mediocre games leading up to this game. But I actually think he's a, he's a decent mid-level wide receiver three here. We saw that, um, you know, he did well against Chicago earlier in the season. And I do think that Chicago is going to try and focus on shutting down Adrian Peterson, which which may lead Teddy Bridgewater th to throw just a little bit more. Yeah, he, you were right about last week. I got excited watching the game. I thought I had the right call, and that turned out to be Mike Wallace that had the touchdown. <laughs> um, so so I was wrong. Um, I I don't love him against Chicago's defense. Uh, I I look for a I'm I'm looking for a very heavy dose of Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I mean, the the one thing is uh, we, we did lose our starting safety, our defensive leader. I do think that's going to lead to some breakdowns in, in defensive play calling and just kind of getting everybody, you know, placed where they need to be. Sure. Um, I'm just not as confident. I mean, earlier in the season, like, like I said, we traded our entire defense away for six round picks um, who will hopefully pan out maybe someday. I think we'll own the entire third draft day. Um, but uh the Bears' defense has been better against the pass than I expected them to be. Yeah, and I, you know, credit to John Fox and Vic Fangio. Uh, you know, they yeah. they've been huge in in at least uh, making the Bears' defense serviceable. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not starting Bridgewater at the very least. No, I, I do think that Rudolph could sniff a touchdown here, um, but again, that that's kind of a shot in the dark. He's just a mid-level tight end too this week. Yeah, um, his, his usage is is baffling to me, but uh, that that's another topic for another day. Um, and exactly. obviously, uh, please, please don't start Mike Wallace. No, I won't. 
All right, uh, next game here, uh, Atlanta at Jacksonville. And, you know, despite his struggles recently, I kind of like Matt Ryan as a low-end QB1 this week. Yeah, if you got it, you got it. But, I, I mean, I'm doing everything I can to stay away from him. He's just been so disappointing this year. I mean, but when you look at the Jacksonville defense, they've just given up so many points to the quarterback position. I mean, they, they're just terrible at defending the, the quarterback. I don't know what else there is to say about it. Yeah, and they're a high-octane offense. They're going to score a lot of points. Don't know who's going to win the game necessarily, but, uh, well, yeah, I, I think the Falcons will muster up more than the zero they put against Carolina. I hope, hope you didn't start them last week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think... If you did start Matt Ryan last week, for whatever reason, that that's on you. You, you should just yeah. look at that matchup and instantly look for anybody else on the waiver wire. Literally anybody else. If if they did, they they're not listening to us right now because they're, they're, there's no more reason to listen. <laughs> they're 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 crying in a corner, stuffing their face with gingerbread cookies. Ooh, those are yummy. They are yummy. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know who else is yummy this week? Devontae Freeman. Uh, despite a terrible week last week against Carolina, again he gets used so much in the passing game. He's he's got a pretty decent floor. I like Freeman as a as a pretty solid mid level running back too this week. Definitely. Absolutely. Julio Jones, start him. Yeah, no back question. To, back to top five wide receiver now that he's not facing off against Josh Norman. Um and then Jacob Tammy too. Uh he's he's a he's a tight end too with upside. He's again one of those guys T- where if you Tammy feel like keeps getting touted, his name keeps getting thrown around as a high end tight end. He just hasn't done it. I don't think he's topped sixty yards in the past few weeks. I mean the, the, He had twenty six last week. I understand that, but again, that's against Carolina. Um, he saw five targets, and Jacksonville is giving up you know, so many points to the tight end position. I do think that this may be a shootout uh, sort of game scenario here. Um, I, I think, again, Tammy's one of those guys that I mentioned who has the upside. If you need a home run um, you know, instead of a high floor, then he's one of those guys. And that's fair. If you're starting a second pass catcher and that's in, on this team, not counting Devontae Freeman, of course, it's Jacob Tammy. Um, yeah, and on the uh, on the Jacksonville side here, Bortles, he's a pretty solid quarterback uh, against the Atlanta defense here at home. Um, wouldn't be too worried about starting him. And then, again, with TJ Yeldon, uh, very questionable to play in this game with that knee sprain. Uh, might be out for multiple weeks. Certainly certainly keep, uh, keep track of his practice status this week. But Denard Robinson would be an instant top 20-ish running back for me. Without question, he's, he's my number one ad for this week. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, unfortunately, this will air on Wednesday morning, so a lot of your waivers will have run. A lot of people will have added him as their number one ad already. Yeah, and we'll we'll certainly discuss uh, some other ads if if uh, if your waivers do run through Thursday morning, as some leagues do. I mean, a lot of people aren't paying attention at this point. Pretty much four teams per league are looking. I mean, not necessarily everybody's looking for a running back or anything. If somebody slips through the cracks, you got to know who to grab. That's very true, and uh, and just kind of a general note as well as as we're talking about the waiver pickups here. Um, even if you don't need somebody, if you've got a bench spot and you know one of your opponents might need a running back, uh, go ahead and grab him. Uh, certainly play some defense. You don't want to lose to the guy that picked up the guy that you didn't get. Yeah, and uh, one guy that uh, nobody dropped this year, Allen Robinson. He's another legit wide receiver one. And uh, Allen Hearns, back after that concussion last week, did great. Uh, He's a low wide receiver two in this matchup. Yep, definitely. Um, And then last but not least, uh, you know, we we touted Julius Thomas um, as a pickup after he broke his hand early in the season. Um, Certainly, he... 
took a while to get started, but, uh, you know, we've seen that Blake Bortles has been looking his way in the red zone, and he's got four straight games with a touchdown, and I kind of like his odds to get another one here against an Atlanta. He started slow, but he's impressed. I, I can't say it enough. Dynasty leagues target target Jacksonville. Like, when, while they're still under the radar, while people are still like, oh, Jacksonville, I don't, why would I want these guys? Yeah, and certainly uh, I, I do think that they're going to be one of the most, not most, but more exciting offenses in the league in another year or two. Definitely. They just have to you know, start spending a little money on defense. Or they could put up 51 points every week, whatever. Uh, hey, I mean, for fantasy purposes, if, if anything, we want their defense to continue to be bad. That's very true. Um, okay, so the next game here is going to be Houston at Indy, and it's very possible that we're going to see TJ Yates against... Uh, charlie whitehurst very um, nice that would certainly be a very interesting game before we uh before we get any further i just want to say that both the colts and the texans defense are interesting streaming options this week um, it could be a low crappy multi-turnover game for both teams yeah the uh the texans defense uh, intrigues me far more i actually picked them up last week uh to start in preparation to start them this week um in one of my leagues which i'm quite happy about yeah, I've been. I've actually been carrying the Texans' uh, defense for a few weeks now, uh, as I earned a first round buy uh, specifically for this matchup this week. Yep. And uh, they also get Tennessee in Week 16. So just uh, if you're looking for a defense, Texans. They're looking quite nice, definitely. Um, as for the Houston side, um, Yates might do okay. He actually looked all right against Cincinnati, but you're not starting him in fantasy, and you certainly can't rely on any of the running backs here. They, they've turned into a, a full-on committee like Philadelphia or the Giants or Washington or one of many teams. Exactly. We, we, we touted Polk minorly last week, but they, he, they've just shown like it's, it's terrible. It's a, they might as well be playing in the NFC East with a, what they're doing with running backs out there. John Grimes had the best day, but I'm not going after him. <laughs> I'd love to see just, uh, you know, the NFC East matched up with the AFC South next year and just, just see the chaos Gosh, that oh, ensues. Sma- just what enjoyable football games. NFL games of the week. Just, they'll flex into the Monday spots it'll be great, <laughs> or uh, Sunday night spots. It'll be great. And watch those ratings plummet. That's right. Um, actually, no, they won't because there will still be a lot of fantasy implications and the NFL can thank fantasy for those ratings. The NFL really needs to thank the fantasy community. Yeah, I was actually uh, j- just talking to someone last night uh, during that Giants-Miami uh, game about how basically, you know, I wouldn't be watching that game if it weren't for fantasy. I could care less. Yeah, without question. Um, yeah, uh, so so the only guy you're really counting on here in, on Houston is Hopkins. Uh, if, if you've got him, you're starting him. Uh, no, no more needs to be said about that. Um, and that's that's it, really. Uh, maybe, He's always worth the money. Maybe Cecil Shorts or Nate Washington if you're truly desperate in a deep league. Yeah, I, to me, it's it's been Shorts every time you've asked me the question. Okay, yeah, and I, I think I lean that way as well, but I, I think really it's a coin flip between those two. It really depends because we haven't really seen TJ Yates in terms of you know who he may have better and the, chemistry. And that's the thing. I, I wouldn't be stretching. I wouldn't be going out of my way to start any tight ends or any other wide receivers on this team. Just just I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Grimes, a heavy dose of Blue if he's if he's healthy, heavy uh, dose of Poke, and a lot of uh, DeAndre Hopkins mostly. Yeah, it's Hopkins and no one else. Yeah, and I, I don't think any of those running backs are going to be overly effective. 
No, I agree. Uh, if you're desperate for running back, there are better options right now out there. Uh, given yep. given yeah, all the events that happen around the league, there's uh, about three better options right now. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so on the indie side here, it sounds like Luck may start to practice this week, but it still sounds like he will be doubtful to play. Um, the the quote is he won't play unless he's a hundred percent. Who knows what that actually means? Oh, I mean, Gronk said the same thing, and we we saw him uh, do quite well last week. So I'm not ruling yeah, but, Luck but Gronk, out. But Gronk is a warrior. Andrew Luck is a cult. I I don't know. And I, props to Andrew Luck because he toughed out the rest of that Denver game with last with a lacerated kidney. He, that guy is tough, man. I, I all all respect to him. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> um, Hasselbeck here, even if he does earn the start, if he's healthy enough to go over Whitehurst, don't love him against a, a Texans defense that has play, been playing much better as of late, especially with Jadavian Clowney coming on. Yeah, the, uh, the the magic is over for Matt Hasselbeck. No more wins for him. Yeah, and uh, Frank Gore, too. He's He's been struggling as of late. Without without those goal line opportunities, I, I can't see him as more than a high-end flex or a, you know something like that. Um, he, we certainly see that uh, he hasn't been getting a ton of receptions either. That hasn't been helping in PPR leagues. Um, as for the wide receivers here, T.Y. Hilton, he's a high-end wide receiver three for me. Very boom or bust, certain, simply depending on how the game goes. Yeah, somebody's going to have to have to like put up some offense here uh the houston defense is gonna get after matt hasselbeck there's no question about that but uh i, I expect a few bombs to connect and why not hilton yeah i think you know you you may bombs, have... quote unquote of course as we're talking about matt hasselbeck <laughs> yeah very very uh very important to point that out although you know hilton can certainly do a lot after the catch uh, so hasselbeck doesn't necessarily need to do a whole lot um, Dante Moncrief, though, uh, we, we've seen so much talent from him at times, but he's just so inconsistent. I don't think you you can play him as anything more than a wide receiver four right now. I do think he's a good target. Uh, actually, actually, I can't even say he's a good target. Who knows what sort of strides um, the, oh my gosh, the rookie. I can't think of his name right now. Who knows what sort of strides the rookie's going to make this offseason uh, to solidify his part in this offense. Um, you mean oh Dorsett? Gosh. Just escaping me right now. The wide receiver, uh, Philip Dorsett. I, I just said that like three times. You did? Yes, I did. But that's no, you okay. Didn't. I did. That's all right if you didn't hear me. Um, you, you said I, nothing. I know you block me out sometimes. These are not the droids you're looking for. All right. Uh, you're not starting the tight ends, period. Nah. Yeah. These are not the tight ends you're looking for. <laughs> that is very correct. Um, all right. Next game Carolina at the New York Giants. Uh, Cam, he's a you know set and forget sort of quarterback. Um, Jonathan Stewart, though, he, um, he may not play in this game. Very important to monitor his practice status because he has a mild foot sprain, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Um, and certainly Carolina, you know, they want to get the undefeated season, but also they want to have a healthy team for the playoffs. Um, so they may not push him and rush him back. Uh, if so, I think Kaminar's pain is interesting. Uh, Whitaker, I think would be somewhat like the Fred Jackson role in Seattle. He would be more of a pass catching down uh, sort of back. Um, I, I think that Payne may be the guy here. Yeah, to me, I, I think I'd lean more on Whitaker. He's he's known this offense a little longer. Um, it's it's always hard for me to trust rookies. That, that's that's just a that's just a way that I go. Yeah, and uh, you know we'll touch on Bryce Brown in a little bit with Seattle, but I think of the three running backs that have kind of merged due to injuries last week, 
Uh, I think I go in order uh, Denard Robinson, then Bryce Brown, and then Cameron R.S. Payne, simply because, again, as you said, there's there's no real clear situation between Whitaker and Payne. And also, don't forget about Tolbert, too. He could certainly get more involved. Absolutely. And Tolbert has shown that they... they... They love to use him in the goal line situation, even when even when Stewart's on the field. He's a very sure hand back. Um, very few fumbles uh, for his career for for the for the size of the back he is. I mean, usually you don't expect them to be uh, near as sure handed, of course. Yeah, and um, you know the other thing is Ted Ginn has been on fire the last couple of weeks. Um, he's certainly a boomer bust guy, but against the not good New York Giants secondary, I think you got to start Ginn if uh, if that's a, you know your best option at flex. Yep, go ahead and start him and uh, look for him to drop uh, six of the seven passes that go his way just because he can do that. Yeah, (laughs) Um, but again, you know, we saw Jarvis Landry get get open a couple times deep uh, last night, and certainly uh, Cam is a lot more accurate than Ryan Tannehill. The Giants' defense is not formidable. Yeah, and as for Greg Olson here, obviously he's a – You know, he's a top option at tight end, but just keep in the back of your mind, uh, you know, as with last game, he got a little banged up. Um, nothing serious, but supposedly he'll play here, but they may limit him a little bit if, you know, they get up early. Um, again, they're playing for the playoffs at this point, and, uh, you know, it's hard to predict these kind of things. Exactly. We're at the point in our fantasy season where you can, uh, where you can, I never, I never really advocate uh, owning two tight ends, but this is the part in the season where you'll have the roster spot where you can own two tight ends, uh, monitor the progress, see if, see if you're feeling confident in him playing and start either him or your other option accordingly. Yeah. And there's actually a couple tight ends that we'll talk about uh, later on when we get to one of these matchups that I want to bring up. Um, sure. But the Carolina defense, obviously are starting. So let's move on to New York then. Um, Eli Manning had a great night against Miami. Uh, Carolina is not Miami. Um, (laughs) This week, Eli is just a mid-high QB2, um, simply because they are at home. Um, We've seen that Carolina can give up some garbage time points every now and again. We could see some some drives with Eli and Odell Beckham uh, towards the end of the game, even if they are quiet for most of the night. Um, again, uh, somewhat like Julio, but even more so this week, uh, I'm starting Odell Beckham pretty easily. Uh, all he needs is one big catch. Definitely completely agree. Uh, he's a transcendent talent. Um, you, you get worried when you start, you know, when number one receivers against this care, uh, against the Carolina corner, but that's wide receiver. That's number one receivers like, you know, T Y Hilton, you know, I, I, Od- Odell Elshon, Beckham is on a completely Jeffrey, different Odell level. Beckham, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, they are start no matter what. Yeah. Uh, OBJ is, is just, ah, he's so good. I, I can't even find the words for he, it. He's out of this world and he can, he can catch anything from, from any angle. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And as for the running backs, um, despite a, a good night from Rashad Jennings, you, you can't trust any of them against Carolina. No, that's not going to happen. I, I'm only starting one, one guy on this team. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I just well, wanted... actually, the, there's a caveat there, but go on. <laughs> well, I was gonna say the other thing I wanted to bring up is Will Ty. We saw him get a, t- yep. a touchdown here. Um, again, with Odell Beckham being shadowed, uh, you know, likely by Josh Norman, I, I do think that Eli might be forced to target the other receivers quite a bit, and I do think Will Ty may be his second favorite now. Will Ty is is the only other option I'd consider. 
Yeah, and again, these are more... I prefer them as tournament plays where, you know, they they may be overlooked because of the Carolina matchup, but certainly... Sure, definitely. Uh, There's no way he's expensive. If you're, if you're desperate, uh, Will Ty could be, could be serviceable here. Yep. For the record, that is who I uh, picked up to slot against my Gronk last week, but of course the Gronk played and Gronked all over the field, and <laughs> I was happy. There you go. Um, all right, next matchup here is going to be Tennessee at New England. Oh, man. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Um, I actually like him here. He might need to throw a ton to keep up, excuse me, keep up with Brady and company here in this game. Take the over on the points. <laughs> yeah, and I think, uh, you know, garbage time counts, and I think Marcus Mariota is going to get a ton of garbage time points it here. does, and who's going to be the benefactor of Marcus Mariota's garbage time? Um, well, obviously Delaney Walker. Uh, even though New England's pretty tough against the tight end, uh, Walker's going to be peppered with targets here. He's phenomenal. He's he's a very, very reliable pass catcher, and, you know, a, a, one of the best friends for this young quarterback. Yeah, and hey, uh, look. By the way, just just uh, kind of random, but look at how how well Vernon Davis did last week, uh, or really since he's gone to Denver. Maybe San Francisco is the problem for tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, running backs here. Dexter McCluster has a broken wrist and is out for the rest of the season. Um, I don't know. I I still don't love any of them, but I guess I would go with Antonio Andrews and PPR. He may get a few more targets with McCluster out. Yeah, I'm not bothering. Yeah, um, certainly don't love uh, any of the wide receivers either. Um, Expect them to spread the ball around if you need a uh, you need a swing for the fences. For me, it's DGB. <laughs> yeah, if anything, he'll he'll snag a a touchdown or two in the end zone in garbage time. Yep, and that would be a very very nice day for a very very cheap player. Yeah, and uh, on the other hand here, Brady, fully worth his price in daily. We saw what Fitzpatrick was able to do against that Tennessee Titans defense, uh, if you can even call it that. Uh, (laughs) I mean, Brady's a a no-brainer here. And then we also found out today that LeGarrette Blunt placed on injured reserve with a hip issue. Um, That changes a lot, and I think James White is probably the best option, especially in PPR. Um, But certainly, I think Brandon Bolden could be a, a decent flex play. I think Brandon Bolden's going to get a lot of carries this game. They're going to go up. They're not going to take their foot off the throttle. They're going to they're going to run the ball down their throats. Uh, Brandon Bolden in in uh, Legarrette Blunt's absence has the potential to put up two three touchdowns. And not saying he's going to. He very well might have zero. But anytime you you've got you're the quote unquote power back in a Patriots offense, you have that opportunity. Yeah, and here's here's my thoughts on it. Um, obviously, you're you're playing for this week first. Um, but the one thing to keep in mind about Bolden is that Tennessee does have a pretty decent run defense. I, I think that New England's going to go with a pass-heavy approach here. Um, and, and again, same with Week 16, they face the Jets, and again, they might go pass-heavy there. So that's the only reason I, I still prefer James White to Bolden. I certainly agree that he uh, he may get quite a few goal-line carries, though. Sure. Um, on, for the receivers here, Amendola's got to be... <coughs> Excuse me, pardon me. Careful, careful. Uh, oh my gosh, what are you doing? I, I'm just getting too excited about Danny Amendola in this matchup. Oh my I gosh, mean... you're choking on your midichlorians <laughs> over there. <laughs> Certainly, uh, hopefully hopefully nobody was targeting me with the force. Uh, I don't know where that came from. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Danny Amendola, a solid wide receiver two option in PPR here, should get a ton of catches. 
Um, Brand LaFell even a, a flex. We saw that uh, the Titans didn't bother covering Brandon Marshall on a play last week, which led to a 69-yard touchdown. Uh, LaFell that was couldn't. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good good thing that they have Tom Brady, not Colin Kaepernick, because then he would have just not seen him and uh, you know checked it down. But he probably actually he probably would have seen him, but missed him by 20 yards. Well, no, remember that play? Uh, I think it was against St. Louis where um, Torrey Smith was wide open. Oh, yes, I do remember <laughs> it. He yep. was jumping yeah, he didn't up even and look down. to that side of the field. Yeah. Um, oh, bless you, Colin Kaepernick. Bless your heart. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, Gronk, you're starting without reservation. Um, even though Keyshawn Martin got a touchdown last week, don't love him in this matchup. I, I still think that was just kind of game. It's game Amendola all and, day. Yeah. Uh, totally agreed. And I, I think uh, the New England defense, even though they, they lose some of their pass rush today, uh, unfortunately, um, I, th- I think uh, the defense is still a pretty solid play against the turnover-prone Tennessee offense. Sure. All right. Uh, next game here, Buffalo at Washington. Uh, unfortunately, they lost to the Eagles. I was really rooting for McCoy to to get his revenge last week. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Um, again, one of my iffier calls, I thought McCoy was going to have a huge day. He, he ended up with still, you know, 100 yards from scrimmage, but uh, certainly not as big as, as we were all hoping. Um, no, no, not indeed. But against the Washington defense here, which, which has been better as of late, uh, I'm, not, I'm not worried about Tyrod Taylor. He's still a solid low-end quarterback one for me. Um, and again, uh, LaShawn McCoy is a solid top 10 running back here. I think Sammy Watkins has crept into the must-start discussion. Um, I don't know if he's a must-start simply because we've seen that he does have a low floor, but I, I do think that he's a, probably a high-end wide receiver three for me right now. Sure. I mean, in a standard to me, he's a must-start, but you're, you're absolutely right. He, I mean, he only had five catches. He did have 12 looks, though. Yeah, I mean, and again, certainly, uh, you know, we we've raised him a lot uh, in the, in the recent weeks as we've seen, you know, just uh, what exactly oh, he's capable he was of. off the radar for the first half of the season. Yeah, and again, I do think that he he should have a pretty nice day here against a, a not great Washington defense. Um, Charles Clay got hurt last week. Not sure yeah, if he's even going to play. Um, otherwise, you know, I would recommend that he would, might be a nice play here, but. Um, as far as we know, he, he probably won't play this week, but certainly keep your eye out for that. Yep. Otherwise, uh, Tyrod Taylor's pretty good at spreading the ball around. Um, can't start Woods or Hogan with any with any for- semblance of confidence. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one, it's Woods, but certainly don't love it. Yep. Um, okay, so on the Washington side here, uh, Cousins, he's a decent quarterback to streamer. Buffalo defense isn't as fearsome oh, as... Oh, you like that. I do like that. Um, I remember when we were so afraid of the Buffalo defense after they just destroyed Andrew Luck in week one, uh, but we've seen that they've fallen quite far since then. Um, yeah. I'm not afraid. Uh, if you need Cousins to start as a as a streaming option, then I think he'll be okay. I don't think it's a terrible choice. Yeah, and uh, again, running back situation here, don't love any of them. I'd, I'd go with Morris if I had to pick one. Yeah, I agree, but I, I'd, I'd really rather not. Yeah, I got his first touchdown last week, uh, not expecting a repeat. Hooray! Um, Deshaun Jackson here, depending on how his knee is, uh, if he does play, I do think that uh, Buffalo can be burned deep. Um, I think, uh, you know, we saw that from Nelson Aguilar last week. Uh, I think he's still a boom bust, you know, mid-wide receiver three if he does play. A lot of blitzing in the defense leads to a lot of one-on-one coverage. 
Yeah, and uh, Jordan Reed is a must-start uh, tight end one at this point. He's the Without number question. one option in Washington. Had nine catches for 120 yards and a touchdown last week against Chicago. And just looking at what Buffalo has given up recently to the tight end, gave up five for 98 last week to Zach Ertz. Uh, love Reed in this matchup. Yep. Uh, Garrison has sort of reclaimed his spot as the top wide receiver on this team. Um, yeah, but that's not I, worth I, much. What? But unfortunately, that's not worth much. Yeah, exactly. Um, really, the, the number one receiver is Jordan Reed now. Yeah, it's, that's true. Um, okay, next game here is going to be Kansas City at Baltimore. Um, we saw Russell Wilson put up five touchdowns. Uh, we could see some a nice day from Alex Smith here. Yeah, I'm expecting a nice one, like a 16-plus point day. Yeah, the the only risk here is if uh, you know if the Chiefs' defense just completely dominates them, then maybe they won't need to throw much. Um, so certainly a little bit risk with Smith, but he's he's a high potential option this week. Um, yep. Similarly, uh, we see that Smith is actually taking a few deeper shots to Jeremy Macklin now. Um, he they actually had uh, Macklin had an end zone target from Alex Smith that got intercepted. Um, but again, uh, Jason Verrett is a much better corner than, you know, all the Baltimore corners combined. So I'm not worried about that. Uh, I think this will be a nice day for Macklin as well. Yeah, I, I think he'll put together a solid, uh, solid little outing. Um, Kelsey, I was expecting more last week. I, I guess I'll expect more this week against Baltimore. I just don't know what to say about him anymore. Yeah, and, and Baltimore actually decent against the tight end. Um, he's been ice cold the last few weeks, unfortunately, at the worst time for your playoff teams. Uh, I own him in one league and am forced to start him. Uh, I'm actually considering picking up somebody off the waiver wire. Yeah. I think he's just a low-end tight end one at this point. Uh, you may have better options. Um, certainly the upside is always there, but um, I don't know. He's just he, he hasn't been targeted much. Exactly. Uh, also, with minimal targets because of the the timeshare. Also, cold as ice. Sharkandrick West and Spencer Ware. Neither of them are lighting my pants on fire right now. Yeah, the one thing to to keep in mind here, though, uh, Spencer Ware did leave last week's game yeah. with a rib injury. If uh, you know, it sounds like it's minor. Uh, it's mostly a pain management thing. So if Ware can't go, um, then West does become an RB two again for me. Definitely, and I, I think. That's a, he's. I feel like he's a rhythm back. Uh, he, he needs some work. He needs to get the job done, and he can, needs to score touchdowns. Yeah, plus he's got that safe floor in PPR too because uh, he'll see at least you know three or four catches. I, I expect definitely more than the one target he had last week. Yeah, absolutely. And then that was a weird game too. Keep in mind that that uh, Kansas City-San Diego game, heavy, heavy rain and mud there. Yep, 13 points put together in that game. Yeah, it was uh, it was the only really close game though last week. But um, yep. on the Baltimore side here, uh, the only guys, <clears throat> excuse me, the only guys I'm really even considering starting are, are Buck Allen as a low end RB two in PPR, um, and then Kamar Aiken uh, as a wide receiver three, simply because we've seen that he's getting the targets. He's averaged about six catches for seventy yards since Steve Smith got hurt. Um, I mean, do you care about anyone else here on Baltimore? No, that's about it. Uh, Aiken is is going to retain value with his targets. Um, look for another ten. He could have a ten plus point day. Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, didn't do great against Seattle last week, but uh, I do think he'll do better this week. Yeah, um, Chiefs defense is quite good, but not quite uh, the uh, Seahawks defense. 
Yeah, and uh, just to recap, uh, we did have a bet last week. Um, yeah, I that said was bad. that uh, Ryan Matthews would score more points, uh, and you said Buck Allen would. And really, it, it was a wash because Matthews yeah. had 6.2 versus uh, Allen's 8.8 in PPR. Uh, but then Matthews had 4.2 to Allen's 3.8 in, in standard. And either way, they both stunk it up and didn't help you out. Yeah, geez. What can you do? Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, let's stop talking about Baltimore. I, I thought you were talking about the other, uh, the other, uh, bet, which was quite close. I actually haven't tabulated who won that one, but I don't think we're onto the Seattle game yet. Are we? Oh no, no. Uh, but we are about to be because talking about Baltimore is making me sad. There we go. Um, so let's move on to Cleveland at Seattle. Oh <laughs> Good yeah. Segue. Talk, about Good some, talk about something to make you sad. <laughs> Cleveland offense. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, the only guy is really Duke Johnson, maybe Gary Barnage. Those are the only two. Yeah, I, I said I wasn't starting Gary Barnage last uh, last week. He got the fluky touchdown. He he got he did get you know five catches, eighty four yards in the touchdown. I still don't love him, and and that was against San Francisco. If I didn't love him against San Fran, how can you expect me to love him against the Seahawks? And at CenturyLink as well. Exactly. Um, yeah, certainly don't love Barnage here, uh, but again, Seattle has been vulnerable to tight ends, um, so certainly uh, st- still a high-end tight end two for me this week, um, despite yeah. the matchup. Uh, again, could be garbage time drives aplenty in this game, Sure. Um, and that's the same reason I-, I like Duke Johnson a little bit in PPR. How about Brian Hartline yet again? I know against the terrible defense, of course, but yet again, 10 targets, 8 catches, 100 yards. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, out for the rest of the season now with that broken, I believe, collarbone injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, so certainly uh, can't can't he's trust him He's got the moves. Anymore. He can make it happen. I mean, I feel like he's the sort of guy that uh, is going to be a Patriot later in his career. You know, I, I wouldn't doubt that. That's not a terrible prediction. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Travis Benjamin, I don't love him against Richard Sherman. I, I think if anything, if, if Manziel targets him too much, it's going to result in some pick sixes. Without question. All right. Maybe, maybe not. Benjamin will probably catch uh, Sherman on the backside. I don't know. I, I, I still want to start Seattle's defense regardless. Yeah, it, I would I would not bet on Travis Benjamin this week. There's a chance that it could happen, but I don't love it. No, no, I'm saying that he's going to stop the pick six from uh, by by chasing down Richard Sherman. I didn't say he was going to oh, do okay. well. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, in, in IDP leagues, then he'll get you a tackle point then. Hooray! <laughs> um, okay, so on the Seattle side here, I actually did do the math on our bet from last week. All right. And I won in both standard and PPR. Uh, wow. I said that... Quite, Doug... quite a day, however, for Tyler Lockett still. And, and certainly, yes, I, I, I understand that, uh, but a win's a win. I'll take it. It is. That is true. But certainly uh, you were right. Tyler Lockett, another good play. And again, I like Baldwin, Curse, and Lockett again this week against the bad Gosh. Cleveland secondary. If it wasn't for that one touchdown, I would have won in both. Well, huh? that, I mean, the third touchdown, of course. Yeah, and uh, luckily I stacked Wilson and Baldwin in quite a few daily leagues as well. Wow, that's uh, that's a gutsy call right there. I yeah. guess if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna say you're gonna back someone, you might as well do it. Hey, you know what? Uh, you know what I'm doing this week uh, at home against Cleveland. Um, stacking Lockett and Baldwin. Yeah, I've actually I've got a few lineups set already where I have Wilson, Lockett, and Baldwin. Wow, that's uh, I mean Wilson. I think both of the last two weeks is at five touchdowns, hasn't he? Yeah, he is just dealing right now, and honestly, I don't see Cleveland stopping him. No, this is what uh, I was. I was. I mean, maybe not even this well, but this is what I was expecting. I'm drafting as my uh, quarterback three this year. 
Yeah, this is this is the exact schedule that Seattle needed to to close out the regular season to get hot yep. going into the playoffs. And Wilson's not even running the football. How crazy is that? Yeah, and for all those that said he he couldn't throw the ball, well, take a look. Yeah, he's doing it now. Yeah, so obviously Wilson, a top five quarterback option here. Um, and again, I, I think that Doug Baldwin is a high end wide receiver too for me. Uh, Tyler Lockett is a as a high end wide receiver three or flex, and then Curse is also a, a low end flex simply because we saw that he did well last week, just didn't get the touchdowns, and he very mm, well. Could. I, I think I think I think I've got to pump the brakes a little bit. I think I think touting three Seattle receivers is a little much for me. Look, I'm not saying that Curse is going to light the world on fire, but I think he's worth a flex play if you if you need somebody there. He certainly, you know, has been doing well, just hasn't been getting sure. the touchdowns. And I, and I am expecting them to throw the football with Thomas Rawls out for the season. Yeah, very sad. Uh, such a fun player to watch. Um, and then for a while, we thought it was going to be Dwan Harris. Um, got quite a few carries last week against Baltimore, but Seattle cuts him today, and now... Crazy. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, we've come full circle, huh? Uh, so Bryce Brown, uh, just signed earlier this week. Um, I think he's a low end RB two against a bad Cleveland run defense that allowed. What do you do with Fred Jackson in that, in that backfield? I mean, if you can, if you can trust what Pete Carroll's saying, Fred Jackson is going to be the passing down back and then Bryce Brown should get most of the carries. Um, but again, I, I see no reason why Russell Wilson wouldn't just throw it 40 times in this game. Exactly. I question how effective Rice Brown will be in this offense running yeah, the football. I agree. And that's why, you know, he's clearly behind Denard Robinson in terms of running back pickups for me this week. Um, Bryce Brown has always been sort of a home run hitting speedy running back, but he's always had his fumbling problems. That's true. Um, the the best case scenario I see for Bryce Brown is that Seattle's up a ton, and so they start yep. pounding the rock, and then Pete Carroll likes to lay it on, and Bryce Brown breaks like a fifty yard touchdown. Exactly, and that, and those are the exact sort of touchdowns that he scored back when he was with uh, um, the Eagles, back with McCoy and uh, Sproles. Yeah, I I could totally see something like eleven carries for like a hundred and ten yards, two touchdowns, two fumbles. Yeah, I. I w- I wouldn't be shocked with that. Uh, the fumbles will have to will have to come after the touchdowns um, because I don't think Pete Carroll will will put up with two fumbles early in a game. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe that'll lead to some garbage time points for Cleveland getting the ball back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, um, so the next game here we're going to talk about is Green Bay at Oakland. Um, certainly, Rodgers, a decent mid end quarterback, one option, uh, did well last week. And then Eddie Lacy, uh, after getting benched for missing curfew, uh, comes back roaring, just angry, running just through people, around people, over people. Uh, I don't That's even exactly know. what I was talking about. This was the game that he needed. He's reclaiming the position. You start him as a running back with confidence. Yeah. Um, and look at what Adrian Peterson did to this Oakland run defense when they fed him the ball. I, I say Lacy gets another 20 carries in this game, over oh, 100 without, yards. Yeah, definitely. Over 100 yards and a touchdown. I think so. Um, but similarly, we saw that even though Lacey got a ton of carries last week, James Starks was still involved, got two touchdowns. I wouldn't necessarily expect that again, but I think Starks is still a, an okay flex play. Yeah, I I think he's... Uh, this Green Bay offense is always high octane, always has a chance to put up a lot of points. Yeah, and uh, j- just because Denver couldn't score on them last week doesn't mean that Green Bay won't be able to. Um, the one thing we'll have to watch for is that mean pass rush with uh, 
oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, Khalil Mack. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how I could forget his name after that amazing game last week. Uh, Perennial Pro Bowler right there. Yeah, he is He is going to be feared uh, in the coming seasons. Um, so that's the only hesitation for Green Bay, but I, I think that we're going to see a lot of runs to neutralize that pass rush, and we're also going to see a lot of quick throws from Rodgers, and there's nobody he loves throwing to more than Randall Cobb. Yep, absolutely. Uh, he finally put it together in that game. Uh, uh, no touchdown out of him, but eight catches, 80 yards. Nice little day for him. Yeah, and similarly this week, I think Cobb's going to be much better in PPR than in standard. Um, yep. And I think that, if anything, James Jones might have uh, a touchdown or, or maybe even two in this in this game. Yeah, I, th- I think it's about time that I'm going to start uh, closing up my book on Devontae Adams. Um, I'm sorry, who who was it that was saying way back early you, you in the were season? Right. You were right. Ah, it's, it's, it's always nice to hear I've just that. Seen, I've just seen Aaron Rodgers take so many, I, I'd call them mediocre wide receivers and turn them into superstars. Yeah, unfortunately, Adams doesn't even fall into that mediocre camp. Yeah, He's not just, right now he doesn't. just downright bad right now. Um, certainly still a young guy, could turn around, and we, we hope for the best or maybe not a lot of times are turning around i I can't say i hope for the best since he's on the packers roster i was just about to say (laughs) um but certainly uh you know i prefer jones to adams if you're if you're playing a desperation flex here um but i would much rather have richard rogers over either either of those guys once again coming up with the touchdown now one catch three yards and a touchdown yeah, and, and we saw that Oakland has been better against the tight end recently, but he certainly gave up a ton of catches, uh, a combined 10 catches for 117 yards to Vernon Davis and Owen Daniels last week. Old habits die hard. Yeah, starting Richard Rodgers this week. Um, and on the Oakland side, uh, you know, we, we talked about Carr briefly last week, and, uh, you know, I was saying you got to bench him this week against Denver. Gotcha 13 points, certainly not great. Didn't kill you, but uh, not great. Exactly. Um, should be back to a decent low quarterback one status at home against Green Bay. Certainly Green Bay hasn't been given up a ton of points, but uh, I, I think they are vulnerable on that secondary. I do like Carr here. I expect uh, two plus touchdowns again. Yeah, and unfortunately for Latavius Murray, uh, he he got a touchdown called back last week due to a false yep. start. Um, but certainly uh, don't don't mind uh, starting him uh, after McFadden gashed them for two big 40-yard runs last week. Uh, I could easily see Murray having a, a low-end RB1 sort of day this week. Yeah, there's 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 one thing that fascinates me when I watch Packers games. They, they, they always talk about how amazing Clay Matthews is and how it was so smart of them to move him from outside to inside linebackers so he could help them against the run. Clay Matthews has always been abysmal against the run, and he's, he's a detriment to this team as the middle linebacker, so keep him inside. I'm glad to see him there. <laughs> yeah, certainly, uh, certainly helps Latavius Murray. Uh, all he needs is one big touchdown run to make his day. Um, exactly. On the other hand, though, um, Green Bay hasn't been allowing a ton of yards or touchdowns to wide receivers. I think that both Cooper and Crabtree here are just low-end wide receiver twos, high-end wide receiver threes. Sure. Uh, you didn't draft him as, as much more than that, really, uh, so I'm, I'm okay with starting him. Yeah, if you've been uh, relying on them, you know, they've, they've gotten you here, uh, hopefully, because they have had some big weeks, uh, but again... Uh, uh, Derek Carr in general has been cooling down a bit, uh, so I would not, uh, I wouldn't be too confident in their production this week. Um, and At the again, same time, Green Bay is not Denver. Right, and I was just about to say though, like Denver, Green Bay does give up a lot of throws over the middle. Uh, Clive Walford, if you're desperate, 
um, played a lot more snaps than than previously last week. Um, and tight ends have scored against Green Bay in five of the last six games. Very, very talented rookie tight end. Uh, my my main concern with him is is just the number of looks and snaps Michael Rivera's still getting. Yeah, and that that's the only thing. I do think that they are starting to phase out Rivera, but certainly it's still a timeshare there between the tight ends. I think Clive Walford's a good guy to uh, to buy low on. If you're hurting for tight end, if you've got an old tight end, if you've got Jimmy Graham as your tight end or something, oh, well, I don't know. He's still Jimmy Graham's still only 29, I guess. But if Witten's your tight end in the dynasty or something, I think Clive Walford is still at the point where you can get him fairly cheap. Yeah, I like Clive Walford a lot, um, and I think uh, you know everybody, for the most part, agrees. Yep. All right, so moving on to one of the most exciting games that I'm looking forward to this weekend, Denver at Pittsburgh. Um, I tweeted out earlier this week, it's, it's like a, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object here. The, the number one Denver defense against one of the best offenses in the league right now, Ben Roethlisberger, on fire. Um, I'm I'm just excited for this game in general, even if there were no fantasy implications. This may be your AFC uh, a- AFC uh, championship uh, pre-show. It well, may not. Pittsburgh be. needs and, and to the get there first. To say about that, of course. Yeah. But it, it also might be. Yeah, Pittsburgh needs to get there first, but I certainly would be okay with that. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we saw Brock Osweiler stink it up last week, but. I do think that Pittsburgh is still going to be able to score on this Denver defense. Uh, I think that they're going to force Osweiler into a little bit more of a shootout than at home last week against Oakland. Yeah, um, he, and and Demarius Thomas preserved a, a solid little day for himself, 100 yards, 10 catches. Um, Emmanuel Sanders was nowhere to be seen. That was that was bad, um, but he's going to have to show up. Uh, both of these wide receivers are going to need to show up to, to compete with this Pittsburgh offense. That's without question. Yeah, and Pittsburgh's secondary is certainly vulnerable. I think Sanders is going to be a boomer bust, excuse me, boomer bust flex play here. And, uh, you know, everybody's talking about how disappointing Demarius was last week, but he had 10 catches for 95 yards. And PPR, you're very happy with that. Yeah. Um, and more importantly, he had 14 targets and, and, you know, watching the game, he probably dropped at least two or three end zone targets that should have been a touchdown. Shouldn't do that. I think that he's actually a solid low wide receiver one here against a very bad Pittsburgh secondary. Um, and I think that he's actually a nice tournament play in daily because a lot of people might be avoiding him due to, you know, all those drops last week. But I think he turns around here. I mean, a lot of people spend those big bucks on the other wide receivers. Uh, they, they can't afford to marry Thomas. <laughs> Yeah, and he's actually priced pretty well, uh, just FYI for those of you that play daily games. Um, as for the tight end here, I do like Heath Miller a lot. Obviously, I, I don't expect, you know, 10 catches again. Um, Wait, Vernon Davis or Heath Miller? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Vernon Davis. Okay, um, I was going to say we switched teams uh, <laughs> on the tight end. Uh, sorry, Ver- Vernon Davis uh, had a terrible drop on a, on a fourth down play that, that should have extended that drive. Um, and if he had caught that uh, big catch, then uh, he would have been over 100 yards for the day. I, I like him again. Pittsburgh does uh, give up catches to the tight end position. The only problem is uh, we've seen Osweiler kind of waver back and forth between Daniels and Davis. But I do think that the needle is swinging toward Davis now. He's the more talented tight end. He's he's taller, bigger, faster, stronger. It's, it's all there is to it. Yeah, and even though he's over the age of 30 now, you have to remember he was that combine freak, and he's still got some of that. 
That's right. Uh, and the, the ball's got to be thrown somewhere unless, uh, unless he throws it more to Ronnie Hellman, who did not have a nice day on the ground, but, but did salvage all of his, uh, well, salvage some of his value through the passing game. Yeah, and we'll see uh, how C.J. Anderson's ankle's doing. Certainly important to monitor his practice participation throughout the week. It's still Hillman for me, uh, even if he's going to play in the game. Yeah, I definitely prefer Hillman, uh, but just as a high-end RB3 or flex right now. Exactly. Yeah, and just keep in mind, Pittsburgh, the secondary is bad, but they're actually pretty good against the run, too. Yep. Um, okay, so on the Steelers side here, certainly downgrading Ben a little bit, but he's still a low-end quarterback one for me. Yeah, I, just the weapons around him are so good, um, despite the fact that Denver's defense is so good. I, I don't think I could justify benching Ben Roethlisberger unless I've got Tom Brady in the helm. Yeah, um, I agree. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to point out that even at Seattle, he threw for 450 yards and a touchdown. So certainly uh, not that scared at home against Denver. He's um, a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't know if that's if that was a huge statement to make, but but he is. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. No question to me. Um, cool. As for the running back here, D'Angelo Williams, um, he's still a high-end running back too for me, despite the tough Denver defense. Again, we saw against a good defense like Seattle, he's still going to get a ton of checkdowns, and he'll get those goal line opportunities. It's likely you're going to have to start him if he's on your team. Um, he's better than any of the waiver wire options, uh, so it's really a moot point. Yeah, and uh, as we said, with Odell Beckham, you can't bench Antonio Brown. No, without, not at all. Um, now, the other now, how thing, do you feel about Heath Miller this time? <laughs> um, I actually like Heath Miller a lot. Um, as we saw with Cincinnati last week, uh, he will get a ton of checkdowns, and uh, you know the pass rush is going to be on Ben's heels, and I think he's going to have to dump it to Miller. Yeah, uh, on the exact same on the exact same uh, side of the coin, or maybe it's the other side of the coin. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm fading Martavis Bryant a little bit here, and I'm not starting Marcus Wheaton. Uh, I will agree with half of your statement. I don't. You're love, not starting Marcus Wheaton. You don't like him. <laughs> I don't. I don't love Martavis here. I think he's going to be a boomer bust. Yeah, uh, just a mid end wide receiver three, depending on if he somehow breaks free for a long touchdown. We have seen, you know, in the past that Denver can. Um, you know, kind of break down in the secondary if uh, if the offense can extend a play, and we certainly know that Ben's capable of doing that. We saw he just doesn't go down. Yeah, and I was gonna say we saw Marcus Wilson have over a hundred total yards a, a few weeks ago against Denver, and I, I think that's still possible for Martavis, but just don't see a ton of uh, high upside for him this week. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, I you know I. I don't love Marcus Wheaton. We've been over this many times, um, yep. but again, kind of, I, I'd suffice it to say that you dislike Marcus. Wheaton. <laughs> I, I would say that I dislike Marcus Wheaton more than you dislike D- Doug Baldwin. <laughs> really? I, I hope that's not true. Uh, that may be true, but wow. you really don't like Marcus <laughs> Wheaton. Uh, that is correct. But I will say that he has looked like he's got better chemistry with Ben the last few weeks and similarly to my argument for Heath Miller this week in PPR leagues I do think that Marcus Wheaton is going to see a few checkdowns yeah sure um so I do think that he he could do okay again nothing more than just a a boomer bust you know flex play but I'm just saying that I wouldn't be shocked if he had like eight catches for like 60 yards or something Sure, I I guess but I'd be shocked if Marcus Wheaton was was leading your team into the finals Hey, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Name value only gets you so far. You're absolutely right. 
Um, again, and one last thing, not to toot my own horn, but one of my favorite pickups last week, Chris Boswell. Um, yeah. He's, he's my number one kicker right now. I, I don't care who you have. I don't care if it's Goskowski, McManus. I'd rather have Boswell. Yeah, I, I agree, especially against this Denver defense. Um, I, I think they're going to be bending. Uh, they will break against the Steeler defense, but they will bend and not break on a, on a lot of drives too, and that just gives more, breeds more opportunity for that kicker. Yeah, and I've seen arguments about how, you know, um, you know Pittsburgh likes to go for two-point conversions. They, they really haven't gone for that many, um, and I think part of that was their kicker problem. Since they've signed Boswell, um, they've let him go for those field goals. He's been hot. Hot, hot, hot. And uh, speaking of, we moved to Miami at San Diego. How'd you like that segue? Oh, welcome to Miami. Uh, well, actually, welcome to San Diego. But <laughs> oh, well, oh, well, that's um, not a song. Oh, sorry. Well, we're not talking about New York anyway. Oh, okay. Don't don't get me started on Taylor Swift though. That that's uh you know we're gonna get sidetracked there if you do. Yeah, we're that's gonna go way off the rails. By the way, Scarlett <laughs> Johansson is way better than Taylor Swift. Oh, uh, you you take that back. You I I won't take it back. I'll I'll verify it. I'll sign my name next to it, and I will uh, I will send you a letter about it. You know what? We're we're gonna have this conversation off air after this is over, and we will. No, we're not because there's no not even a conversation <laughs> to have. You're wrong. When. <laughs> All right, this is a football podcast, darn it. That's like comparing like Tom Brady. Football to... podcast, darn it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Miami and San Diego. You're not starting Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs, hopefully. Um, Lamar Miller. Um, now it comes out that he had an ankle injury, which is why he didn't get many carries in the second half, uh, I guess. Okay. Um, he's, he's got such high upside, but he's got such a low floor. Um, I, you can't trust him. He might get you four points or he might get you 25. I'm, I'm more than willing to bet on him against uh, against San Diego. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess, but, uh, he's just the RB two for me, despite his, his sure, big that's games. Fine. Um, you need to, you need to start a second running back, don't you? <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. Um, Jarvis Landry, he's uh, he's actually downgraded a little bit to me. I don't know if, um, how exactly Jason Rett is going to cover him if if he's going to shadow a little bit or not. Um, but I still like him as a as a low wide receiver too here. Yeah, uh, a lot of touting for Devontae Parker um, is an ad here. I, I I just don't see it. I can't. You can't start him with confidence this week. No. Um, absolutely not. Uh, I think he's more of a tournament play. Um, I think we've seen that he could get a lot of garbage time points. Um, but outside of that, I don't see much happening here. Sure. There was a lot of garbage time against New York though. They needed big time targets and big time points, two catches, 16 yards. I mean, it speaks for itself right now. Yeah. the, The worst thing is not to get too much off topic, but especially the one, the one play where uh, Ryan Tannehill is scrambling around, looking downfield, and and Parker kind of just gave up on his route. Didn't yeah. really, didn't really come back to the quarterback. Uh, you know that that's a that's a rookie mistake, and you, you got to help your quarterback out. I think that's a culture thing too. I, I don't really see how these guys can rally around Ryan Tannehill or really you know care about him to extend the plays like that. I mean, you sure sure you should as a professional. That's that's one thing, but like. A leader like Tom Brady, he gets guys to do this. A leader like Drew Brees, guys are running with him, looking for him, trying to find openings. Ryan Tannehill just doesn't have that, and I don't think he ever will. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't inspire confidence or or whatever you want to call it. He's a jerk. (laughs) Well, his wife doesn't think so. 
She probably does. She probably <laughs> likes jerks. <laughs> well, we we will we will see about that. Um, but certainly, uh, Philip Rivers here on the other side, um, low end also quarter, a jerk, but I do like him <laughs> with his bolo ties. Uh, how yes. could you not? So entertaining. But Philip Rivers, uh, a nice low end quarterback, one against a, a pretty bad Miami defense. We saw Eli Manning complete eighty seven percent of his passes. Come on. Yeah, I think he's a solid start here. Yeah, um, and actually, I, I will. I I don't know if you want to take this bet, but I think that there's a decent chance that Melvin Gordon might get his first rushing touchdown here. Oh no, I was gonna say that. <laughs> Were you really? Well, I can't take that bet because I was thinking that was gonna be the case. I, I I was gonna. I was. This was the first week I was definitely going to advocate for Gordon over Woodhead, just because I think there's gonna be a lot of running game going on here. Well, it it seems that we were on the same page, and I, I yep. hope that we end up being right. It would certainly ni- be nice to see him uh, salvage a little bit of his rookie Dan, season. Dan, do you want to take the other side of that bet? No. Okay, All sure. right, moving on then. <laughs> right. uh, how about Woodhead this week? Are you, do you like him at all? Um, I don't love him. I mean, we've seen that Woodhead started off so hot. Yeah, and, I mean, he is an older guy. Um. I just don't know. I don't see a huge shootout here. I think this is going to be kind of a, a, a slow game, not that exciting to watch. And I think that Woodhead will get you maybe like 10 points in PPR, but certainly nothing exciting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it happened much further in the season than I thought it would. I thought it'd be about midseason, but I'm finally advocating for Gordon over Woodhead. And it's actually just from a pure football standpoint, it's baffling to me because you would think losing Stevie and losing Inman, losing his weapons, that Rivers would target Woodhead more. They would want to get him out there, but it just hasn't happened. No, it just hasn't. You're absolutely right. Uh, Malcolm Floyd, that that said, I mean, he was a highly touted wide receiver uh, when he was drafted. He was supposed to be great for a few years, but never really, never really happened. Same for Vincent Brown. There's just a lot of... uh, would be talent on this team that just hasn't panned out yeah the only wide receiver i would trust is if stevie johnson can get back yeah he'll be back correct uh, i think he's listed as questionable right now we'll see we'll see how the practice uh goes uh for the duration of the week okay um but certainly you know again against that miami defense i think he's a uh, back to a low to mid wide receiver three if he does get back Sure. Absolutely. I, I, I always like Stevie Johnson. I mean, you can't forget those phenomenal years he had in Buffalo. I mean, maybe you do forget him because he has such a forgettable name, Stevie Johnson, Steve Johnson, whoever he is. But he was, I mean, he was a pro bowl talent. Uh, Philip Rivers is the best quarterback he's ever had to play with. Definitely. Um, okay. So the one guy I'm for sure starting on San Diego, Antonio Gates, uh, he's a mid tight end one. He just gets so many targets, so many red zone looks, uh, almost had a touchdown last week. Uh, he's a solid tight end one. Yes, sir. Um, the one thing I want to touch on really quickly, Ladarius green. Um, I I'm still seeing him have a lot of, a lot of, uh, value in dynasty leagues. Um, me personally, and I want to hear your take on this. I don't like him that much. I think that Clearly, he's not that good, or else they would have used him by now with all these injuries. When Gates was out, he did okay, but he didn't do much. I, I think if selling. you've got him in a dynasty, you've paid for him. I think you've got to wait, give it give it one more year. I mean, because Antonio Gates is still there. Now, if Gates is going to be sticking around, if he's going to play again next year, you probably, I, I would probably advocate for selling him for what I can, because Gates is always going to be the, the main man in that offense. Um 
And Ladarius Green, I mean, if he doesn't overtake Gates, he hasn't overtaken old man Gates. Like, it, you're, you may be right. He just may not have the talent that he should with that, with that size, that body, that frame. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got the physical talent. I just right. I don't think he's gonna ever put it together if he hasn't at this point. Um, I you know I feel similarly about Ruben Randall. I tweeted this out during last night's game. Uh, I I would sell Ruben Randall as well. By the way, if if I owned him in any dynasty leagues, uh, he's had so many opportunities and he's just so unreliable. Sure, I mean you you can't base it all base, uh, on the uncoachables on the on the intangible or well I guess I guess size speed strength is that tangible or intangible I don't know whatever it is but if if that's all it came down to then Jamarcus Russell would still be in the league. Yeah, that's uh, as one of my friends like to say, uh, God gives you the nuts, but you still got to crack them. Oh, I like that a lot. Um, all right, so the next game here is gonna be Cincinnati at San Francisco. Uh, Jeremy Hill, you can't trust him. I, I prefer Geo uh, much more over Hill, particularly because I do think that the San Francisco uh, run defense is better than their pass defense. Um, and again, their defense plays a lot better at home too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm not. I I can't start him with any with any semblance of confidence. Uh, I, I was gonna have to lean on Bernard this next week, but I think I'm gonna look elsewhere. I think Bernard's still a flex. Uh, if anything, McCarron might check that Bernard out. Had, Bar- Bernard should have had a nice game against the Steelers. He put together nothing. Yeah, but I mean, I'm giving him a pass there simply because McCarron came in mid-game. And that's the thing. What's McCarron going to be able to do? Well, here, here's my thoughts on it. <clears throat> even even with McCarron, um, Bernard did okay. He rushed six times for 40 yards, and he got three catches for 27. Um, in PPR, uh, just under 10 points. Not the worst you could do. Plus, uh, again, McCarron didn't have the first team reps all last week. They were expecting Dalton to start. Um, I think he'll be a little bit more at ease here. Um, and I do think that, again, he's going to be a little bit more prone to check it down simply because he is a rookie. Yeah, I, I just don't love any of the players this week with McCarron, especially with uh, 49ers. I mean, not, not that I'm worried about their defense. I just don't think that they're going to have to score that many points. Yeah, I mean AJ Green. He's you still got to start him as a as a wide yeah, receiver too. Of at the very AJ least, AJ Green and and Eifert. I I have to start. I can't. You know, can't not. Yeah, Eifert depends on how he progresses back from the concussion protocol. There's even a chance that he misses this game, so we'll certainly have to see. Um, he's still a low end tight end one simply because of that talent. If he does yep. play though, um, and okay. I like him in the red zone a lot. Yeah, and you know, McCarron uh, thinks he's got the talent, so we'll see. Uh, all right, on the San Francisco side here, um, Sean Drone had a great matchup last week against Cleveland. He just keeps doing it. Uh, yeah, didn't do as much as I thought he would against Cleveland, though. Um, but simply based on that workhorse status, he's still a flex or high-end running back three. Yep. Um, I'm not starting anybody else here against Cincinnati. Maybe Bold. Oh, Drone did not. Wow. <laughs> Drun did not have near the game that I thought he did. I don't know what I'm thinking of. No, I, th- I thought he was going to do much better. He actually had his worst game since he started. Yeah, oops. I mean, uh, he sucks. That's what I said. <laughs> um, I mean, again, San Francisco um, looked better with, uh, excuse me, with Gabbert than Kaepernick. But uh, again, you can't trust anybody because even with some injuries, the Cincinnati defense is still quite good. They are still San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's just so much sadness there too. Same. Bo- enjoy, both, uh, enjoy Tom Sula uh, while while you get to see him on the television. 
Uh, he's certainly he's certainly entertaining to watch on the sidelines. I'll give him he that. He is. He really is. But uh, there's not going to be much more than uh, three more games to watch that. In. Yeah, that that's sad. Just again, real quick, a little bit off topic, but um, not all his fault. Uh, you know, he was kind of dealt a bad hand, and he, no, he has no he has no players on his team. Yeah, he's he's made he's made something of it. Could yeah. have been a worse season. Yeah, maybe, I mean, they, they, <laughs> maybe exactly. They did well against the Bears, right? Yeah, right. well, we won't need to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, next game here, Arizona at Philly. Start everybody on Arizona. That's about it. Yeah, nothing else to say. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, on the Philly side here, Jordan. Oh, Mapp- uh, maybe, maybe something to okay. say. Uh, I believe Chris Johnson um, is still definitely out until the playoffs. I believe that uh, information was released, um, and then Ellington still banged up. So. So, uh, yeah, it's still the David Johnson show. So the David Johnson, except yeah. when they unexplicably give Stepfan Taylor uh, goal line carries. Right? Oh, that was that was terrible. <clears throat> so so much respect for Bruce. No, Arians, it was. Oh, but... Wasn't it Kerwin that they were giving the short yardage carries? <laughs> no, that he did terribly. It would have been better if it had been Kerwin. They gave it to Stepfan Taylor. Oh, was he had one carry at the goal line? Is that what it was? He had two, I believe. Okay. Okay. Um, but, but I, I know... And guess yeah, what? They didn't Kerwin score a touchdown did on that drive. Serves them right. Yep. Um, yeah. You're starting David Johnson as the only running back here. It looks good. Looks great. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want Darren Phils. That's the only other thing to say. So don't start everybody, I guess. Start all the wide receivers. Start David Johnson. Start Carson yes. Palmer. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Start the defense. Um, Philly side, maybe Ertz. Um, sounds like Jordan Matthews got banged up, may not even play in this game. If he does, Arizona is pretty good. I expect Tyron Matthew to basically shut him down. Hey, if um, the season started uh, last week, Aguilar is on a, on a good pace. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, looked so great in that preseason game. They all did. Yeah, they, it, tr- it truly did, but that's what happens. That, that's why preseason doesn't tell you a whole lot doesn't count for anything um of the running backs here i guess sproles and ppr <sighs> yeah i knew this question was going to come up eventually um it's got to be sproles and ppr that that's the only one that you can sort of trust yeah they're gonna I, be down i in mean this game. ryan matthews will be back after his second week after uh after you know coming off concussion but just against this against this arizona defense i i i I think i'm just staying away from all of them yeah um the only guy i would maybe consider is Ertz. sure uh all right next game detroit at new orleans man detroit is just every time you think they're starting to get a little bit better and you know they have a game like this like uh, they're hot then they're cold they're yes (laughs) then they're no they're in then they're they're like they're like the cleveland of the north that's right. Wait, <laughs> Cleveland is in the north. Well, further north. Oh, okay. Anyway, they kind of they kind of make a, a triangle of sadness there. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, Stafford uh, again, though, against a, a bad New Orleans defense, probably a high quarterback too for me. Um, of the running backs, Theo Riddick's the guy with the most upside in PPR. Um, and then Calvin, still still a high-end wide receiver, too, despite that terrible performance last week. If you survived that that week, uh, you're, you're, you got lucky. The New Orleans defense is no good. Start him. That was, that was a very smart statement. I don't know how you how you came to that conclusion. Right? I, I mean, what else is there to say? Well, hey, we, we give you the hot takes on this podcast. Ooh, I, I don't yes. think that New Orleans defense is doing too hot. Yep. Um. Yeah. Um, 
Golden Tate, uh, wide receiver three with upside, as we saw last week. Yep. And uh, still can't trust Eric Ebron, even with this good matchup. No, he's he's got to he's got to get his head in the game. He's got to get this straightened out this off season. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about him uh, in our dynasty show again for sure. Sure. Um. On the New Orleans side here, I think Breeze is a decent low end quarterback for for me. Oh, I love him this week. I, I'm expecting. I I'm needing a very big game from him. Um. Yeah. I, I'm I'm actually in a quite a quite a pickle. I'm facing him in one league and playing him in another. So we'll see. Ah. Well. I one, mean, one of you, those. You, get, you hope for middling uh, success for him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or or my my hopes for him will change depending on how my leagues are doing. There you go. Um. um I so. I was wrong about CJ Spiller. Hightower was the guy to go after. So there I, you go. I don't think I don't think there's a single worse call that I have this year yeah. than on CJ Spiller. I, I thought he was gonna be like top ten running back in PPR. Um, the sky was the limit, and ah, ouch. I mean, there's only there's only one. There's really only one explanation. That's um, Sean Payton hates CJ Spiller. That's really all there is to it. Sean Hayden hates my fantasy team. <laughs> just in general he scouted uh, your team out and he just hates uh, it he, he uh, told uh, me t- that josh I hill was gonna be so good preseason since 2011 here handling 30 30 carries i mean i don't i don't know sure yeah uh, here's the only hesitation with hightower um the the saints inexplicably dominated the game from start to finish with tampa bay i don't know if that's gonna happen with detroit um, I do th- still think Hightower is the better start over Spiller. I just don't know if I would expect that many carries for him. No, I I, I don't like starting him, but if you got it, you got it. Hey, if you got it, you know what? I would Spiller. I would prefer Denard Robinson. Even if you if, even if you picked up Hightower oh, yeah, last week, yeah, I would absolutely uh, still pick up Robinson. Just that yeah, fly definitely. Um, never never be satisfied never be complacent with uh, with who you have on your team there are there are sometimes better options how about hightower or brown uh i think it's still hightower for me yeah i think i agree as well um but again if you're looking for that home run hitter it's brown again again yeah. i think situation matters in the playoffs situations do matter in the playoffs um, marcus colson two touchdowns last week not buying it um yeah, he's still a boomer bust wide receiver for if that. Uh, Cooks, on the other hand, I trust him a little bit more despite a down game. Uh, just a weird game in general last week uh, at Tampa Bay. Um, I think Cooks is a wide receiver too for me, and then Watson a, a low tight end one. I think you know Detroit's allowed plenty of touchdowns, two tight ends this year. I like Snead and Watson in this game too. Yeah, uh, I think Snead uh, was at six for one twenty-two last week. Uh, could certainly see a, a few hiccups from the Detroit defense again this week. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I, I think uh, that about wraps it up. Um. As always, if you have specific lineup questions, we're certainly happy to give you our input on it. Um. But at the end of the day, it's uh, it's your team. You got to make that call, and you got to stick with it. Uh. For better or worse. And uh, you know. We're, we're getting down to the end of the fantasy season. Uh, I, I know I'm going to miss it a ton as soon as it's over, but for, for now, good luck in uh, whether it's the semifinals or the first round of the playoffs for you. Good luck in week 15. Um, as always, any questions you got, tweet them at us. Uh, you can reach me at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. 
You can reach me at FFA underscore Los, L-O-S. You can get at our super producer, Dan the Man Green, at FFA underscore Dan. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us there on Twitter, um, and please go ahead on your iTunes, uh, either in your iTunes store or in the, the uh, podcast app go ahead and click subscribe so that all the future episodes automatically down for download for you you don't have to wonder when it's going to be there when we can upload i mean it'll just be there right for you yeah and uh, just two last quick housekeeping notes uh number one it is uh, the week of christmas next week we are not sure exactly yet uh when the next episode will air we will certainly keep you posted as soon as we figure out our scheduling Um, And number two, uh, Taylor Swift is definitely way hotter than Scarlett Johansson. Oh, my gosh. You're so wrong. And that's not even the main argument. Nope. It's Taylor Swift. Good night. Good luck. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, addicts, I guess. I'm sorry for him. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. Have a good day. The demand for healthcare professionals who deliver both comfort and critical care is growing. FindNursingSchools.com connected me with an accelerated Bachelor's of Nursing degree program in my area with expanded capacity so I could complete the program in 16 months. Now I'm on the path to an in-demand career that offers job stability, flexible schedules, competitive pay, and the choice of where to work. Visit FindNursingSchools.com to begin your journey today. Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yo, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com That's one 844 300 300 leaf.